design and marketing while they go hand in hand they also fight with each other a lot because what's good design is always not good much to the sadness of multiple members of my family i dropped my business course to pick art hi i'm ananya i am the founder of 9133 design studio we work with tiny small medium large businesses to craft their visual identity to help them find their voice i think you've redeemed your family's thing where they were disappointed that you dropped the business i think you picked it up in a more practical sense at point i really regretted dropping the business i wish i hadn't seven ways a dips brand makes its branding better different consistent so i think the first thing was what's the influence of your know, current culture stereotypes whatever however you want to look at it very high do you think marketing is a con i don't think marketing is necessarily a con hi i'm ananya i am the founder of 9133 design studio uh we are a small team design studio uh with roots in calcutta but based all across the country so while uh i live in cal and my team uh i we have a studio space in cal the team is kind of scattered all across the country we have teammates in pune bangalore hyderabad ahmedabad uh so it's a little bit all over the place um we are a branding studio essentially um by that it means that we work with tiny small medium large businesses uh to craft their visual identity to help them find their voice in a sea of uh multiple competitors uh you know to kind of create a better understanding of why they are doing what they are doing uh so our role primarily is to come in and help them visualize who they can be or uh, who they want to be even if they have not been able to achieve that yet and then help them create the best content um logo design all of these things to support uh that vision essentially and uh, you know create something that can stand out in what is probably the most crowded time in design in india right now because uh, everyone is starting a new brand uh, or is creating a new product so there's lots happening uh so yeah it's a very interesting space uh to answer the question what is wrong with this world uh, i could do a whole other podcast i'm not sure that this is the time that i should talk about that that because uh, it might go longer than we have time for but uh i think uh, design has a very unique place and uh, it's becoming even more important in the lives of everyone today uh which i'm very glad and grateful for uh people are seeing the value that design brings to many different things right whether it is the chair you're sitting on or the uh equipment you're recording with or the company that you're trying to build um everything has some aspect of design in it and uh we are able to creatively problem solve a lot for people and that's a process i really enjoy uh, understanding the pain points the client comes with and then trying to solve and create solutions for it we get to the whole design part by parsing our logo and our design and our videos if you've seen any and we'll do like a step by step go through later in the episode but why not start with where you come from and how do you get here just before that i think uh, another thing i want to mention we have an indirect connection to ananya we've actually spoken we've got one of our clients on board this podcast we had surya and upasna from wati and we did an episode with them that's live so please go and check that out if you haven't yeah surya sent it to me actually um just last week he was in calcutta so he sent me the video but he's like it's two hours long i don't have the patience to listen to it do you uh and i was like okay challenge accepted i will listen to some part of it at least uh so yeah i did your part of it i didn't hear the whole thing though to be very honest yeah, it was a it was one of our more challenging episodes cuz the internet connections so while editing it a lot of the parts we were like we were like hey this is the first for us we're hearing this for the first time <laughs> no so well uh, surya has a great segue into how i got here i think uh how well how i got introduced to this world how i started out is i guess a very typical tale yet a long story uh, i was always the kid who was good at drawing you know the kid that everyone went to and said 
please make something for me draw my birthday card make this uh so i was always that kid uh, i always knew i liked drawing uh and uh, that kind of stuck with me through life you know whether it was through classes extracurriculars uh my mom is an excellent painter so she always encouraged it or uh, made sure that we had lots of creative classes going on with us and constantly and um I was in boarding school uh, in grade eleven and twelve, where I went to do the IB in Bangalore, and that was the first time I, w- I ever had the option of taking art as a subject. Uh, and much to the sadness of multiple members of my family, I dropped my business course to pick art uh, instead. And uh, yeah, there was no looking back from there. Uh, I don't think I knew what I wanted to do with art when I was in college. I think kids today are so sorted. they have all of these ideas of like what they're going to do with their lives with design um i think when i chose to go to design school it was still said in you there weren't that many people from india going to design school so it was a very complicated space uh to explain to my parents that this is what i was doing was a challenge and um i went to risd to do uh product design so i did industrial design as my undergrad actually um So that was another interesting conversation. Uh, nobody really understood what industrial design means because design in India meant कपड़े बनाते हो या घर बनाते हो. Like उसके बीच में और क्या बना सकते हो, right? <laughs> so whenever I had this conversation about industrial design or what I was doing, the it was just eye-opening for a lot of people. The only person who was the proudest of me was my grandfather because uh, by profession he makes trains. So he was just so happy that i was studying industrial design because he's like you're going to come back and you're going to design india's dreams now um and i feel really bad that i didn't do that sometimes uh, because i really wanted him to feel that joy and pride that he truly like believed in me for but uh, yeah so uh, i think the reason i found graphic design or branding as this space that i've been working in was uh, a little bit of i knew i could build a business out of it and i needed to do that with whatever i created or designed um and second i found it because through the series of places i worked in after graduating uh i ended up working in a lot of branding studios as the theme designer as the industrial designer as a product designer along with a group of graphic designers so i was always the one uh, who was actualizing a lot of their ideas and i realized that there was a slight gap in what i could create and what they were creating but i understood what they were creating really well and there was an opportunity for me to be able to meld both of those and create something unique for myself uh so yeah i went and like learned branding a little bit better understood uh technically what i thought felt was unsound uh and i interned in new york uh, for a bit in some ad agencies uh where i did really boring work but it was a great learning experience uh and then in 2017 beginning uh i'd already been like in like working there for a bit but it was still really boring work uh i was getting a lot of freelance work from friends and family back in india who wanted stuff done you know um so i figured that this was a good time to maybe come back and start something of my own um and that's how annual city was born um i guess the maru in me always knew that i had to start my own business and there was no other way to do this uh so that was always the eventual dream that you know it has to be your own thing uh and i think that's the part of this that i really enjoy like not i don't physically design as much anymore uh now my role is much more strategy uh managing designers uh you know teaching training mentoring um and growing the team but uh when i started out i was just freelancer moonlighting under a studio name and um, just because i knew that was decent business uh but i didn't know the bur of business when i started so that has been a cruel reality check over the last year i think you redeemed your family's thing where they were disappointed that you dropped the business i think you picked it up in a more practical sense honestly 
that point i really regretted dropping the business i wish i hadn't because i would have known a lot more about balancing like balance sheets had i taken accounts for even one year of my life uh instead of trying to figure it out all on the go so at some point i understand the pain my family went through when the practicality aspects were not fine you know three years is an ongoing discussion on our podcast i feel like it it pops into almost every one of our episodes and in three years there's a scene where rancho the lead protagonist goes to his his friend's house and there like animal photos all over the wall and he tells his parents he clicks such good photos why why do you want to make him into an engineer right so you had a similar kind of thing where you're like i can draw why do you want me to be in this yeah i mean i don't think i ever thought about uh, how business plays a role in a business if you know what i mean uh for me it was very much like i know design i'm good at it i think i can manage people uh and grow this into something let's do it uh startup cost is low so i can afford it uh you know so let's do it but i never really thought about the business aspect of the business like that's something that's been an ongoing learning through the years uh and it's been pretty interesting i think i'm getting better at it uh although i'm still challenged by multiple really simple situations that should not be as challenging i feel so this leads into one of our very early episodes where we were again i am very similar to you in that sense i did computer science which was again greek and latin to my family they were like you know what are you doing why are you not doing something in business and like you know like are you sure you want to do this because this is all completely new to us and then i came back to india and i was like okay fine let's learn what finance is what business is and i was in your boat exactly and then when akhil and i wanted to start out when we wanted to do what like a couple of things together we read this book called the e myth revisited which essentially talks about exactly the problem that you're talking about and you you didn't understand the value of business in a business so it talks about that and it like you know goes about as you're saying with your journey it talks about solving that so it's you know it's funny to see a lot of these books that you read and so many things that you just end up reading in passing or hearing in passing actually come and you know you see real life scenarios with this happening so you realize that there might actually be some value somewhere in books oh definitely no i love to read uh, i read a lot um lot of fiction lot of non fiction uh i don't read as much as i could before i feel like my attention span has severely been affected by television uh which i'm kind of really sad about but uh yeah i still really enjoy reading so how how does industrial design lead you to a business you know you start you start designing stuff you think people need a logo people need a website people need what what exactly is industrial design let's break it down so industrial design is not branding um industrial design actually is designing product so like the chair i'm sitting on a desk that you're sitting on headphones um it can be anything like light fixtures tableware um uh, like we had studios that ranged from designing the moon buggy for nasa to designing packaging for dove to designing the most ergonomic chair um so honestly industrial design is three dimensional design it's about designing product uh, more than designing uh graphically uh graphic design is what include branding visual storytelling and all of those pieces so uh, i actually studied the three dimensional aspect of design in my undergrad um while i always selected things that kind of overlapped in both spaces like i ended up doing the studio in dove so i learned about a lot about packaging uh, about creating um you know ergonomic bottle shapes like why is a shampoo bottle created the way it is the structure of it because it's easy to squeeze at a certain viscosity of liquid uh things like that so why can you make like why is a square bottle not a good idea uh why do you need a bottle with round edges uh how is design considered feminine or masculine in these spaces what can you do to add those elements to attract customers to buy the right product for themselves um so simple things like that um that lead into like the psychology of a consumer but also just help in creating 
beautiful yet very usable product uh and i think that's the baseline value system that i've taken into design even at 9133 uh while the product we are designing is not the same we are not making physical 3d objects at the moment uh it is a pipeline dream that i someday hope to be able to get back to uh we are currently using that same design thinking to create brand identities and stories for people people often think of branding as just the logo of what someone does but uh, a brand is a lot more than that it's how it looks how it speaks uh what it's communicating to its consumer how it's con- communicating that to its consumer um in this sea of like say 100 brands for chips Wise Lays the most popular one. Uh, what did they do right that a lot of the other ones have not been able to do? Is it just because they were the oldest, uh, or is there something about their design, their uh, taste and flavor profile that's actually working better for their audiences versus all of the the new age chips brands that are coming through? So there are all of these aspects that kind of get translated into what we're doing. So, like for example, right now we are rebranding a publishing company. which is a very exciting project because uh books are amazing and you get to create an entire range of something that goes into print um but studying publishing companies you know we've also been trying to understand like their scope of work to us was please rebrand us and then create all our book covers so in the process of creating book covers we ended up doing a lot of research uh also because these book covers are not necessarily targeted to us we are not the consumer of these books these are all study books you know like a uh, guide for students uh grade 9 grade 10 correct uh gen z max gen alpha whatever gen they are now i'm not even sure uh sorry for sounding like an old person but uh once again in the same boat you cannot see this in the show please live <laughs> but i have no clue who That is called being unaware, not being old. I think it's about not being bothered enough to care and like just like whatever it is, let it be. <laughs> no, no, no. So I was just saying that designing these book covers, we realized that there's a reason publishers don't make every book look the same. Uh, it's not because no one ever thought of this before, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure there are plenty of people who have the means and the wills to go to a designer and say, "Make all our book covers stand out." uh but they don't do that because kids want the variety they're not attracted to the same thing over and over again while you need to create brand retention in the mind of the child or the consumer where they understand that if they buy one book from this brand and it's really good for them they can buy all of these others because they look similar they can't look identically alike there needs to be different uh there needs to be color there needs to be fun for them to be attracted to and also in the world of amazon today kids are not really going into bookstores anymore uh, and kids are definitely not listening to their parents when it comes to which book they should use because they feel like their parents are super dated so it was very interesting like so each project teaches us something extremely different and extremely new into consumer psychology into how to actually create a solution for something that um will work for the market let's take the book example Now you did research on the books, right? You did plenty of research. Let's have like seven ways how you improved the book covers from what they were before. Improve is one thing. I think it was just making more consistent. So the brand that came to us had never actually gone through design as a process. It was a it's a very old publishing company. They have been publishing the same thing for years on end. Uh, they had kind of just taken whatever they had and done the best that they had with it. and they kept going because their books were selling really well because of the content within it now they wanted the exterior to match the interior uh so our job was to create consistency as the most important part by yet keeping it grounded in logic and not just aesthetic uh so i'm unfortunately not in a position to be able to share the solution at this point because the brand hasn't launched yet um so uh but the thing is that You want to take a different example? Let's talk about one of our recent projects. Uh, we did a brand uh, for sauces and dips. So this was a brand out of Ahmedabad. Seven ways a dips brand makes its branding more better, different, consistent, 
okay so i think the first thing was to align the strategy for the brand like what is the brand doing that nobody else is because many people make product uh so their usp was uh, that they tried to bring unconventional ingredients into their products so for example they have a bhujhalakya salsa uh they have a gunpowder mayonnaise uh they have a uh what like sesame seed and sarso ka tomato relish chutney uh they took the gujarati chili garlic dip and they made it a really yummy multi-fried dip they took pudina chutney and they made it another dip so they have taken like things that are intrinsic to india in some format and combined it with international ideas and how people eat today and created a whole range of products uh the ideology that we came up with for them or the story that we built for them was that food is fun uh you can take one product and you can eat it with a hundred different things like today i can eat gunpowder mayonnaise with my dosa if i so desire or i can put it on a sandwich or i can eat it with my omelet right like there's no rules for food anymore uh it's just based on how you want to eat it so we decided to take that idea of food is fun and food is games and translate that into their entire so we created games for all of their product labels so each product got a game as its brand and then all of the content was written keeping that game and those puns in mind so we played with food puns we played with game puns and you know we made a uh, tagline for each product or uh, we wrote one liners per product so that people understand what they're getting like uh snakes and ladders became snacks and ladders that must be the gujarati one correct like tagline for pesto was this is nuts uh so it was just really simple things uh but things that people react to well um and also one of the directives to us was that the jars should be something that people can buy from the grocery store and put on their dining table when they have a party uh so we carried through that language or that look in whatever we did yeah so uh, i don't know if i answered seven ways in which i made this better or seven ways in which this worked better but uh, she was just slightly low for months of you she want me to break it down into points i can so ananya since we were speaking about taglines and since you mentioned snacks snakes and snakes snakes and ladders became snacks and ladders how much do stereotypes or like pop culture how much does that play into this what is like you know cuz you, you earlier even mentioned masculine and feminine design so you know what what's the influence of you know current culture stereotypes whatever however you want to look at it very high um uh, honestly because everything is topical right uh, to and today i think everything has the the gen z is such a big target audience millennials and gen z for every product that is currently being launched especially in the fmcg space uh because they are they have ended up being the consumers with the maximum disposable income gen z is not owning to save they are owning to spend uh and that completely changes the outlook of brands so brands are now creating product that gen z will buy and to speak to gen z you have to speak like gen z right if you are preaching to them or you are giving them unnecessary information uh they are not necessarily interested in that product uh you have to find a very good balance of not being preachy yet being informational because i also don't think that our generations the millennials gen zs whatever you want to call that age group of people um uh, are buying into things just because of marketing they are also doing their research or they are looking for recommendations they are making sure that they are validating so you can't just say that oh this is the healthiest brand in the world and expect that they'll take it at face value you have to substantiate the claim that you're making on packaging or on product or on any kind of design so pop culture is a very big way of people uh you know creating that relatability um and i think that's also such a big reason that you see the instagram culture so drastically creating content on anything big that happens in the world today like whether it was chandrayaan 3 on the uh moon or anything like now no matter what the brand is they will make one post on this because 
what if that's the post that goes viral and get their brand that recognition that they need, right? Uh, so, topical content is actually one of the biggest marketing tools today. Uh, while I don't agree with the logic that every brand needs to issue Happy Independence Day and Happy Raksha Bandhan and all of those things, I really feel like they are really not adding value to anything. Uh, it's too difficult for people to pull away from it because every opportunity not taken is a missed opportunity from a marketing aspect. Uh, which is why design and marketing, while they go hand in hand, they also fight with each other a lot. Uh, because what's good design is always not good marketing. I want to go deeper into this marketing discussion. You know, so the the innate thought about marketing is that somebody's trying to con you. You know, it feels like marketing is so driven. This person will react to this color. Females react to this. Men react to this. You know, if you are an Indian, you'll react to, I'll put a moon on my Maggie packet and be like, this Maggie will take you like Chandrayaan took the whatever. Why in so much information is it becoming so difficult to actually do your research? You know, it, it's becoming more and more intricately difficult to actually realize what's good for me, what's bad for me. There's so much stuff. Do you think marketing is a con or do you think there are better ways to think about it? I don't think marketing is necessarily a con. Uh, a lot of people, yes. See, I think there are lots of pieces at play here. One, our marketing rules or like safety rules on food packaging is not that strict. Uh, you can make any claim on packaging without having to substantiate it very clearly. While there are some guidelines you need to follow, any brand can say no artificial flavor, no this, no, or like, you know, we, like, okay, probably not vegan, but like any brand can make any claim without fully substantiating it at the back of pack. It's becoming stricter, but it's not there yet. And that leads to a lot of greenwashing, health washing, whatever you want to call it where people are saying almost no sugar or this much percentage less sugar, but less sugar than what, right? If you had 200% sugar and you made it 10% lesser, that's still 190% of sugar. So, of course, marketing is creating intelligent content so that someone buys into your product the first time. But I don't think marketing as it used to be in the 90s or the early 2000s works anymore. And I'm pretty sure you can see that as a switch with how new brands and even old brands are trying to reposition themselves, talk about woke topic, uh, be more aware of gender fluidity and gender neutrality and, you know, what works for who. Like today, feminine and masculine designs probably don't hold as much value as what we were taught in college because gender neutrality has become a really big thing that we have to be aware of. And as designers, it is our responsibility to be aware of what is happening globally, even if we are designing for just our country. Because there's plenty of the categories that we end up designing for are still for the, you know, 2% of India that is educated, that is uh, reading a lot, that has left the country to study. Or even if they've studied in the country, in colleges, they are very aware globally. The internet is making the world a smaller place. So, I don't think people fall for marketing traps necessarily anymore. They fall for clever content. Uh, they appreciate clever content. They are taken by it. They are amused by it. They will share it. And if they reflect the values that the brand is looking to reflect, even if it is a cheap marketing stunt, they'll most likely support the brand because they understand at the end of the day that economics matter. Right? So, I think it's about how well you craft that directive for yourself as a brand and how smartly you're talking to your consumer. You have to make them buy into your story to begin with. They need to feel that your cause is their cause. And once you have them, they will do whatever it takes to support you. Well, it's also a very loyal bunch of people. Like you said, there's so much competition. Once you find something that really works for you, you don't really want to let it go just for another substitute. So, like, for example, I think a few brands in India that are doing a fab job right now. Subco Coffee, if you guys know, have heard of. Uh, they're a Bombay-based coffee brand. They are called Subco because it's from the subcontinent and it is for everyone. So, excellent naming. Uh, they source local coffee from different parts of India. Um, and they started out as just a 
coffee brand but now they have a chocolate brand uh, they have cafes uh, they've created an entire ecosystem and they're doing a really good job at communicating what they need to so even if their coffee is expensive it is something that people are willing to spend the extra money on to buy and to drink and to consume um their quality of product is good even if they make one blend which is not as good and see every blend can't be for everybody um uh, people are quite forgiving because they understand the brand as a whole they have bought into the story think about all of the alcohol brands that india has recently the new gins so many of them have extremely loyalist followers people choose those over most international gins today price points are one thing but also because they just believe in the brand that the company has built for themselves uh you know so i feel like marketing yes is a hoax to a certain extent because you they have to hook you but they have to do it in a way that is considered today i don't think that just running a promotion on something will get people to buy it of course if you sell things for extreme cheap i think human nature will always trump everything and someone will you will get more consumers the minute you make your price lower so i definitely agree with what you're saying because i think a lot of people now are looking for things that make them like laugh i think there's a there's a smart if there's a smart hook to something or there's a smart joke even if you if you can very clearly see that yes this is not a marketing gimmick this is not something that the brand actually does but the fact that it's made you chuckle is something that is going to make you okay that i should share this or i should check this out further i should like it's going to grab that little extra that extra 2 seconds of interest from people you want to feel connected that's all like you want a moment of you know connection with the brand um whether you know like if you think of paper boat what they did was they played with nostalgia as a connection uh, i don't know if you guys know the brand paper boat but they make these juice packs and snack packs and stuff and they used the idea of when you were a child and you took train journeys from one place to the other and you had these like super sugary juices and you know you just had time to do whatever you wanted to and there were no rules and there was no like restriction um and they took that idea and they captured it so beautifully into their packaging that for the longest time if paper boat was available people didn't want any other drink so it's just capturing human emotion or want in that kind of regard right like taking something that everyone understands everyone relates to and feel some sort of uh connection or desire to explore uh it either has to be aspirational or it has to be connected another thing today i think the identity that a brand wills and as we you speak about consistency so funnily enough today morning uh, i was in the car with my grandfather and he was played some whatsapp forward and it had the raymond music play uh, not something that i saw and once he stopped that i was like was oh, you watching a raymond ad and it was something that raymond had done for uh, teachers day and you know that music because you've heard it and it's been the same for the past whatever 15 20 years the moment you hear it that's as that association immediately and so i think the consistency bit that you were talking about also comes into play a lot because you end up as you said brands look for a point of association then those things like the music like you know the airtel tune or the nokia tune from all the way back i think which of the one was the one i think airtel was it which ar rahman had uh, composed those things that like those are things that just stick with you and you know no matter who will use it wherever they will use it you end up identifying it to the thing that you like you know originally heard it with or the the first association that you make with it. the human emotion is a very complex subject like when you talk about even isaac newton you know he lost a lot of money in the stock market and he used to say i can understand the movement of the stars and the galaxies but i cannot understand how the human brain works so we are in a constant state of flux as to what we feel about how we feel about different things you being in marketing have the most prime access to like the best seats in the house to realize how fast everything is changing right if i'm a small business how do i keep up with that change how do i get to know that this is what is changing and i need to change henceforth i i get the consistency bit but what what about the rest of it how do i actually get people to click because i'm a podcast to buy because i'm a retail brand to see me if i'm just an ad on a board right how how do i continuously change 
नो वन सेट डिजाइन वॉज अ वेल ट्रेन जॉब हाँ दिस इज द बिगेस्ट लाइफ सो अंडरस्टैंडिंग ह्यूमन इमोशन डजेंट गेट यू एनी थिंग एंड अंडरस्टैंडिंग ह्यूमन इमोशन इज नॉट रियल यू आर जस्ट ट्राइंग टू फिगर इट आउट बट इट्स अबाउट बिल्डिंग कनेक्शन राइट एंड एज अ स्मॉल ब्रांड इन टर्म्स ऑफ वॉट यू कैन डू टू गानर कनेक्शन इज टू रिमेन अवेयर आई थिंक बींग ब्लाइंडेड बाय वॉट यू डू एंड नॉट लुकिंग आउटसाइड टू चेक वॉट्स हैपनिंग इन द रेस्ट ऑफ द वर्ल्ड इज द बिगेस्ट मिस्टेक यू कैन मेक एज अ स्मॉल ब्रांड रिगार्डलेस ऑफ वॉट योर प्रोडक्ट और सर्विस इज यू हैव टू कॉन्स्टेंटली बी अवेयर ऑफ वॉट्स गोइंग ऑन इन द वर्ल्ड एंड देन ट्राई टू स्पीक टू दैट विच ब्रिंग बैक टू द टॉपिकल पोस्ट यू वर टॉकिंग अबाउट पीपल फील लाइक इफ दे आर अवेयर ऑफ इंडिपेंडेंस डे इन एवरी कंट्री और इफ दे आर अवेयर ऑफ ऑल ऑफ दीज रिचुअलिस्टिक इवेंट्स और फंक्शंस और फेस्टिवल्स एंड हॉलीडेज दे आर बिल्डिंग दैट ह्यूमन कनेक्शन अनफॉर्चुनेटली इट्स ऑल्सो सो क्राउडेड दैट इट्स नॉट रियली दैट ईजी टू बिल्ड दैट ह्यूमन कनेक्शन बाई जस्ट मेकिंग दैट वन happy raksha bandhan or happy independence day post any uh so you have to use wit or smart logic to then be able to bring your product into that conversation you know one of the people who actually took the moon launch and tied it back into their brand really well uh like one brand that does marketing really really well in india is summerhouse if you guys know that brand it's a clothing brand uh it makes fairly expensive clothes not very cheap but not like crazy expensive but like 10k for a set of clothes which is not cheap um so still targeting the 2% probably but everything they put out every piece of content whether it is a photo whether it is a campaign it is always extremely well thought out um i'm not a marketer I don't end up doing as much marketing as I do the branding. So we work with marketing agencies to then help market the product. Uh so my understanding of marketing is what I've learned with just creating designs for like I said brand designers and marketers usually fight with each other a lot because good design is not always good marketing uh and vice versa. So uh yeah like I think marketing is a very big psychology game you have to really understand the human mind uh study a lot about trends what's happening in the world how you can make yourself a small piece of that uh yet not be so clingy that people get bored and tired of you and kind of want to be like sorry don't have the headspace unfollow right uh so it's that fine line like every tough relationship you have to find that absolute perfect middle ground uh to make it true to the other side so let's move from marketing to design you say good design is not always good marketing so what would you say are a couple of things that comprise a list of good design if you have to make a list of things that comprise good design what would those be first of all it has to serve its function uh what is the purpose of the design that's most important uh second it should be visually appealing while it can't be visually appealing to everybody all at once at least the audience that you are targeting with the product that you are designing for uh it has to visually appeal to them um uh, it has to speak to you in a way that you feel like okay this is solving a problem for me um uh, good design is often something that is very transparent in the background right uh, whether it is just how well your headphones cancel the noise out uh that's the main design function of the headphones um it may not be aesthetically pleasing but because it is doing its job well you buy into the product and you want that um some try to do both so they'll create the really good noise cancellation but they'll also make it really pretty uh, apple is a prime example of a brand that does that uh, they were a huge disruptor in the category of electronics because when they came into being no one was doing or no one was considering the aesthetics of a laptop right it was just the functionality um uh, they looked like dabbas it was fine but no one cared more beyond that it was just like as long as it's doing the job we have a computer it's great 
but that's why apple became such a disruptor brand because they actually infused aesthetic and design into a very functional product and they made sure the functionality of their product was as good as its competitors if not better in certain cases again depending on what your utility of the product was they were very okay to alienate people and that's something design should also has to be comfortable with that you can never make something that works for 100% of every person that exists what it has to do what it's doing for its target audience absolutely well there will always be like people who don't buy into the proposition but they are not the people you're trying to get to buy your product anyway like today the iphone still sells at an abnormally high price right even though the innovation on it is not as high as it used to be when the iphone came out um it, now it's built brand value so it doesn't need to innovate as drastically anymore but in the beginning the iphone was the first full screen touch smartphone so that was such a big disruptor move that it just had people lining up to buy it and after it becomes a trend we all know what happens yeah it's still the biggest most awaited phone out there even though people are going to criticize it every year people are still lining up around the block to buy it yeah my 78 year old aunt the other day was like it's september 1st where's the new iphone i know it comes out every september and i was like what are you going to do with the iphone she's like i just want it because i know it's the new iphone and i think like, the only thing better about it is a camera that you don't use but for her that was not relevant uh it's the new iphone and you know i haven't changed my phone in 3 years so now it's time for me to get a new phone and if it's a new phone it has to be an iphone so that idea has become so set in the mind of consumers regardless of what that product is offering today and i think that's what the challenge of good design is that you have to really be able to start small and focus on the people you need to focus on for it to then translate and transcend into a much larger group of people that probably don't even need what you are selling to them but they just want in on it because of what you've created you'll be designing the thumbnail for this episode right now i want to know step by step process of how do you make a thumbnail and this is completely selfish and completely for our own use but step by step a step by step process of how i make a thumbnail the fastest way to make a thumbnail is to use canva no no not not the software aspect we know canva ppt not that don't ever use ppt i know i use canva as well <laughs> but the colors you will think of the kind of text you will think of what would you think of how do you go about it? i think that's extremely broad but uh, i think you know again you have to look at intent why are you designing this thumbnail what is the message it needs to communicate let's look at our podcast as an example correct let's use this as an example now say we're designing a thumbnail for thought beast right what is the branding of thought beast and what are what is your unique value proposition that you are bringing to the environment of podcast uh we have to keep that idea front and center and again we have to use some marketing like we spoke about gimmick or a fun phrase uh, that we use to list or name this podcast instead of a conversation with ananya because who the hell really cares what ananya is let's be honest no one does uh so it's about distilling the value of the conversation maybe something that you learned from it that you thought was interesting um and putting that into a graphical representation and making that the cover for the podcast so for example maybe the cover for this would be is marketing or hope uh but no it's not or yes it is find out in the podcast you see often that people use a question or a leading statement or something that will make someone want to listen to what you're writing there right uh, and i think that's the crux of it the visual or the graphic that you use along with it just has to support the text in this case because the eventual aim is that someone clicks on the episode and actually listens to what you're saying let's hope like billions of people click on the podcast 
this we use this line to market it I've given you so many lines that are just like blooper worthy and marketing worthy. I was going to do good mark, good design versus bad good marketing. What wins out? Is good design bad marketing? And have like marketing here, design here, like boxing gloves. Yeah, the next episode can be me with a marketing expert just fighting on this episode for you. We're getting a marketing expert on this Friday, so if you're down for it, we're down. <laughs> Awesome. So, um, you started by saying visual identity. Now, again, what comprises visual identity? If you had to say, if you have to take Thought Bistro for example, what would you say makes up our visual identity? I mean, that might not be too easy because you're dealing with more physical branding. But if we take any product, that matter, what would what would comprise visual identity? I just want to add. We are we are getting full advantage of Ananya's company without actually signing and signing her on. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, I literally do this. Like I, my website bio. Uh, I think my team ha- we've written a line like we have a descriptive line for person. I don't know if it's still on the website. It used to be at least. Uh, my role is just chief talker and like therapist. uh this is what i have become now for a living because that's what i end up doing i'm just on call 24/7 whether it is with my team because it's remote whether it is with clients or uh, whether it is with prospective clients whether it is with prospective teammate vendors so ananya just talks uh that's ananya's life so why not uh let help some people in the process of talking hopefully um the question was the brand of what is the visual identity right i'm just giving thought beast as an example for thought beast i can't uh, be very accurate to be honest because i haven't studied your visual identity that well uh so i it won't be fair for me to make comment on that but a visual identity essentially comprises of all of the elements that you see and associate with a brand um if we were to take a very iconic brand for example let's take nike uh its visual identity is of course the swoosh which has become the biggest part of it the way they write nike and then uh you know the font the color choices the graphical mood that the brand creates uh with nike you used to bold color you used to lots of moving stripes in different ways uh the idea of motion right um and those are the elements that comprise of their visual identity more and more brands need flexibility in their visual identity uh it's no longer about a very set group of rules uh it needs to be something that is able to adapt with time like akhil was asking before what do i do to relevant or to be noticed as a small company or a small brand uh it's just that you need flexibility in what you're creating the more rigid you are with your visual identity uh and i don't mean flexibility in just ki hum kuch bhi karenge bas we we'll just keep selling till we get noticed so that's not what i mean i mean that with keeping your non negotiables aside like this is my value system that is never going to change regardless of everything else um my elements are open to change and are open to adaptation based on the best representation that they have for this episode like for example not every episode of yours can have the same cover for it because that would not do justice to the episode that you are or the person that's speaking on it. but it can have certain elements that remain constant maybe it is the font choice maybe it is uh, the placement of where the thought bistro logo comes maybe it is how you use the words thought bistro in an interesting way in the caption of the podcast itself uh it's not always necessary to just say thought bistro da- dash name of episode right uh sometimes it's just about like we were talking about that haha moment uh so it can just be ananya's thoughts while sitting in a bistro uh at the thought bistro i don't know something as silly as that that ananya just talks at the thought bistro correct uh 
that's my role so you know it's just about using your brand in a visual way that make people connect with it i think the craft remains the same so i think what i am taking away from this is that it's very similar to how you are as a person like you know you keep changing from time to time your the way when you evolve from different stages of life you change but your current core value system stay the same so similarly with a brand and its visual identities you have to understand these are the things these are my value systems these are the things that are good like this is my value system that i follow 1 2 3 4 5 is the values and we have to keep those consistent and everything else then we can sort of find ways to make things work yeah kind of uh you have to change and adapt with the times because people want that from you sometimes people don't want change from you at all um and that's also like humans right who don't want to change at all uh so uh i think it's it's very similar to what you're saying um there is a lot of overlap in your personal brand and your brand uh that's why today uh it's this is a very funny thing i read recently that more and more products are becoming humanized and humans are becoming brand uh and it's so true because everyone wants a personal brand identity right like what is your brand uh, how do you speak it's so curated as an experience that uh people are not willing to just candidly have a conversation anymore uh so and products have to speak like humans now because they have to be really open and they have to like attract emotion and connect with you so we are connecting with products but we're not able to connect as humans so that is the greatest irony of the time that we live in people have been having a very very hard time sticking to their brand identity not brands like people by themselves because Guys, I'm a serious person. I want to laugh, and people keep having a tough time. Yeah, like people have a tough time. Oh, I'm not supposed to laugh. Yeah, we are humans. Like we're allowed to not be the same person on a daily basis. Like we have the ability to think cognitively, right, and understand and read a room in a situation, and that's what we should do. Uh, so many times I interview kids these days, uh, and I'm shocked at just the trajectories in life and career. it's on it's kind of sad but it's also scary because i get applications for students who graduated college who will apply to me saying i have four years of work experience and i'm just like how is that even possible like you literally just graduated college uh so you've been in college for four years where are the four years of work experience coming from and because people can work remotely because they can moonlight most of them are working through their college because they are so afraid of competition and they want to make sure that they are able to get a job because a lot of people don't want to hire for jobs so they want to make sure that they have experience as soon as they start out i interviewed someone recently who had done three internships simultaneously over one summer and it's actually crazy because and this is just fear driven right like you don't want to get left behind and because of that you are willing to put yourself through any thing to make sure that you're winning and not sure what but winning and we are back full circle to three idiots agar tez nahi bhagoge to koi tumhe kuchal ke aage nikal jayega correct ananya i am a company i want to onboard you where do i find you how do i reach you what's the process uh You can find us on uh, www.913cdesignstudio.com, or on Instagram, or on email, or by phone. Uh, then I want to tell you. But no, seriously, uh, you can find us on our website or on Instagram or on uh, wherever you like. Uh, onboarding process usually the way it goes is uh, clients reach out to us a lot by referral. uh which is really nice for us uh of late there are a lot of random people also that find us but we also get uh, a lot of our work from our previous clients uh so they recommend or someone will see their product and really like it and reach out to us um and varty is a prime example of one of those brands um since you guys spoke to surya and vasna recently uh 
Surya's dad is actually the first person that pushed me into this. Uh, he insisted that I have to brand Vati when I knew nothing about branding. And he insisted that uh, he would not let any other person create anything for them if it wasn't me. So he pushed me to such a corner and he was like, it's going to happen. We are going to print it. It's going to go out on shelves and we're going to sell it. Uh, and that was my first validator, to be honest, to be like, okay, I can actually do this. Because I was still in college at that point. Uh, and I remember a very long and cheeky bus ride where I was trying to create their logo for the first time. Um, and so hesitantly send it out to them. Uh, and he was just so encouraging. It was his office that I had my first office space in. Uh, he gave me a room and he's like, just sit here and work from here whenever you want to. Uh, that's where my first team ever sat. So, I mean, I have so much to be thankful for and uh, to them. Uh, but uh, they... Uh, so the process of onboarding a client is through referrals or if you reach out to us just plain sightedly or uh, it's usually through email or a phone call uh, where you speak to our studio manager she takes the brief roughly from you and we usually set up a discovery call with me after that uh, where we understand your brief understand what you're looking for and then send you a proposal and then we go from there this just reminded me that we forgot to touch on a very important aspect the name. Ah, uh, 9133. Yes, where did that come from? What was the inspiration there? You guys want to guess? It's the address of your studio. Bishop? I know the answer, so I, yeah. <laughs> we. Well, you can say it, Bob. So it's India's international dialing code and Calcutta's STD code for the landline numbers for those of us who still remember landlines exist. Yeah, so it's location specific basically. It's based on the coordinates of Calcutta but telephonically and not geographically that way. Uh, that's where the 9133 comes from. And now that we've scattered across the country, we keep using different area codes to talk about different parts of our team. So 9120 is the Pune team and uh, 9144 is the Bangalore team and stuff like that. So it's fun. Lovely. So we keep thinking about how the goal is to be 9133 with India and Paris. It will be one of right? Sans's country code is 33. So maybe that's where our next officers will be. May you get the, the India and America one and the Indian Canada one are 911. Please people dial 911. No emergencies here. <laughs> we will stay far away from 911. Although we do end up working with a lot of American clients. We have this tradition where we ask you a question that was left for you by our previous founder. And you answer that and you give leave us a question for our next founder. So the question for you is, what is the bigger purpose that you're serving, both with your current venture and in life? I think I'm trying to help people create more meaningful uh, experiences with what they are trying to sell as a business. Um, not only look at the sellability aspect, why that's important, but also truly understand their story as a founder as to why they are in a certain business, why they are doing what they are doing and how it can be best represented in whatever space they want it to be represented in. Um, and that's why I say none of those talks because a big part of my role at the studio is to be able to understand human connection and uh, you know how to bring the best out of the brand that we are working for. Because it's not only about creating a logo for them. Uh, today a logo can be literally made on Canva or anywhere else. It's about building that entire communication and brand ecosystem that then their product and they can live within. Uh, so yeah, I hope that I'm making a more purposeful and uh, pretty alongside it uh, place for brands to live in and people henceforth. Uh, and my purpose in life, uh, I feel like is very different from what I do at my day job uh, 
and why that's a very big part of who I am and I truly love to do what I do. Uh, I'm not sure my purpose in life is necessarily 9133 only. Uh, my purpose in life hopefully is to be able to... Uh, my grandfather always says this, uh, leave a place kinder than you found it or nicer than you found it. Uh, try to be, try to see the goodness in every person uh, and, you know, uh, experience, like, hope that they experience you in your nicest way. While I'm nowhere close to that, uh, and I'm definitely not the nicest person in any room at all points, uh, I really hope to be able to create that when people interact with me and I interact with them, I leave them a little bit happier or better than they were before that.